Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from The Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. This edition of The Intersection features material from the 2023 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Orlando, Florida. I visited with NRB President and CEO Troy Miller at the convention. In our conversation, he outlined some of the work of the organization, including how Christian communicators can respond to cancel culture. You'll be hearing part of our conversation coming up on this edition of the Intersection Podcast. Then, Christian musical artist Nicole C. Mullen, who was featured in the opening session for the convention, related how God has worked through her life and ministry through song. And on this edition of The Intersection, from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at NRB, Janet Perez-Eccles, who displays a sense of joy in the Lord even though she is legally blind and has experienced the death of a son and loss of a marriage which God reconciled, shares about how she has experienced God's faithfulness. Finally, from NRB, Todd Nettleton of Voice of the Martyrs, provides a sobering reminder of the plight of persecuted Christians, you'll be hearing some of his comments. This is The Intersection, a production of The Meeting House, and I'm Bob Crittenden. Troy Miller is the president and CEO of National Religious Broadcasters, and at the 2023 NRB convention in Orlando, he stopped by Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central to highlight the work of the organization, which represents Christian communicators, and to reflect on exciting trends and areas of challenge. From that Meeting House conversation, here now is Troy Miller. There's a big cancel culture out there today. I say there's for anybody who's in, in Christian media, if you want to talk about the things that are important to you and things important to Scripture, but I say there's five things that, that will get you canceled. Let's talk about, first of all, let's talk about uh, pro-life. Uh, that will get you canceled today. Let's talk about pro-family issue. If you say marriage is between a man and woman, let's talk about gender, that there's only male and female uh, out there. And then if you talk about any kind of uh, issue that Christ is the only way to heaven, you know, and exclusivity and religion, that's going to get you taken off the social media sites. And that's just simply wrong today. And we've also seen a big intrusion of the corporate sector today coming in to say, hey, if you Christians can't play nice with the rest of the culture, then you can't do business. And that is something that, in fact, NRB on the program this year actually chose to address some of these inroads of this ideology into the corporate sector with such things as ESG and the like. Yeah, exactly. ESG movement, that's the environmental social governance movement. The DEI movement in corporation, that's diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion. So these things that have really been uh, pushed into the corporate culture today. So yeah, we had a panel on that. We had a panel on gender confusion. We had a panel on uh, how Christians are perceived in the media um, and, and not just mainstream news media. You know, Christians are often portrayed as the fools, the bigots uh, in entertainment media that comes out of Hollywood and television. Um, and so we talked about those issues. So we had a wide variety of panels talking about the core issues that are important to the Christian worldview and the Christian community. What do you see as the the biggest 
threats with respect to Christian broadcasting in general. You were talking about DEI, and I know that this deals in areas such as employment, and you think about restrictions that could possibly be implemented with respect to what a workforce looks like or an ideology that a workforce buys into, which could be devastating for Christian organizations and Christian broadcasters. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. You know, the interesting thing is there were two court cases over the last 10 years um, that were about Christian organizations being able to hire and employ people that fit their mission and the kind of people that fit their organization. Both those cases were won on nine to zero out of the Supreme Court, but that hasn't stopped the government from constantly trying to come around the back door of that with these inclusion kind of rules that say, well, yeah, that's okay, but you still have to hire these kinds of people. So we see that constantly. We're working on that. I think two of the biggest things we talk about is the weaponization of government today. Mm. That's been a major issue uh, uh, of what's going on. You know, I tell everybody, a lot of folks don't know, you know, right after the Dobbs decision came out, there were members of Congress that wrote the leaders at Alphabet, that's the parent of Google, to say, you need to change your search engines so that when somebody comes in and searches and says, hey, I, I need an abortion or I, I, I'm looking for crisis pregnancy, you know, that your Christian crisis pregnancy centers don't come up. That's yeah. the government trying to get around the First Amendment through a third party, through these third parties. So that's the weaponization of government. The same thing happened um, with the, some of the conservative news stations. There's a group of Congress wrote, told these major cable characters, well, you need to take these guys off. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. that that's the kind of thing that we're very um, uh, concerned about, that continue weaponization of government. Troy Miller joining me today here on the Meeting House on Faith Radio, CEO and President of National Religious Broadcasters here at the 2023 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Orlando. Well, there is much to be excited about with respect to Christian broadcasting. What are you seeing from your vantage point? You have the opportunity to interface with people that are in Christian media all around the world. What are some of the encouraging trends that you see? Well, first, let's talk about traditional media, radio and television uh, here. Radio just had some recent surveys come out, and there was major increases in listenership on uh, radio. Radio increased 12%, but it was Christian radio that increased. Christian radio now dominates the number of radio stations and the formats across this country, whether it's talk Christian radio format or, or contemporary Christian music. Christian's dominate radio and so that's very encouraging uh, there also in television the same thing we've seen a number of increase in television uh, platforms and other things are out there troy miller here on the intersection you can learn more about national religious broadcasters by going to nrb.org next up on this edition of the intersection podcast it's christian musical artist nicole c mullen At the 2023 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Orlando, she shared about God's faithfulness to her during the seasons of her life and discussed her memoir called My Redeemer Lives, It's Personal, A Story of Hope for Our Time, and a course called Bounce Back to Love. Here now with material from that NRB conversation is Nicole C. Mullen. One of my favorite parts of doing what I get a chance to do is after the event, after the concert, after the service, is when I get a chance to meet the people. And oftentimes if they'll wait in my line for two, sometimes three hours, I'll wait 
two to three hours and 10 minutes to make sure everybody gets a chance to um, just really share their hearts. And so I really love it. And I, I always meet interesting people. Sometimes we sing, sometimes we dance, sometimes we pray, sometimes we cry. Sometimes they, um, they uh, allow me to have access to some of the secrets that have been going on in their lives. Mm. And I'm able to pray over them. I'm able to encourage them. And so I love it. And I believe that really what I do on stage, singing or speaking, it simply earns me the right to speak into someone's life later on. How have you seen your ministry? change throughout the years. Of course, bursting onto the scene with yeah. Redeemer and so many of the great songs from a number of years ago. And now, you know, and having that opportunity to relate to people personally and do ministry. In fact, we're going to be talking about a book you've written. You've got a, a study that you've written yes. as well. Tell me how you've seen yeah. your ministry change yeah. you, throughout you know, the years. You know what, that's a great question. I think sometimes like when we're younger in our heads, it can feel like Christian <laughs> entertainment. But as yeah. we grow, for me, it feels more like entertainment. That's good. And so that's, that's what I feel like I've, I've been called to do, to train up the next generation, but also encourage my fellow sisters and brothers in the Lord. And so for me, um, I've seen it, you know, start with me just singing Redeemer and then me dancing with dancers. And I have had dancers for many years with me on stage to where now I'm able to go into different places and speak about some of the songs that God has allowed me to write, speak about the night season and how God sang over me, and to be able to share these different things and then infuse it with a bit of music. And so I've seen the Lord, you know, do that, and I'm enjoying the journey. And again, to God be the glory for everything that he's been doing in my life. Mm. And so there have been, obviously, there have been seasons. Absolutely. That God has, has taken you Absolutely. through. Absolutely. Like elaborate just a bit more about this particular okay. season in the overall musical journey of Nicole C. Mullen. Absolutely. Matter of fact, I wrote about it in my book called um, My Redeemer Lives. It's personal, a story of hope for our time. And I've gone through night seasons where, you know, I know what it's like to be physically abused. I know what it's like to be betrayed. I know what it's like to have my heart broken, but I also know what it's like that in the midst of those seasons to have Christ show up and Christ to not only sing over you, but to sing through you. And so I'm able to stand on platforms these days and testify as to what God has done in my life, not just what he's done on stage, not just the accolades and the Grammy nominations and the Dove Awards and traveling around the world, not just that, but how he's met me in my home how he's met me in my heart, and how he's redeemed other areas of my life as well. Nicole C. Mullen joining us today here on The Meeting House on Faith Radio. It is the National Religious Broadcasters Convention 2023 in Orlando. So how did you determine that the time was right for you to share your story? The book, My Redeemer Lives, which, of course, takes its name from the, the classic song that you recorded. Well, well, for me, it was as if, you know, like, and most women could probably identify a little bit more about what I'm about to say. But it's like you're being pregnant with something, you know, and it's like you get to a point where your nine months have transpired and you're starting to feel this this discomfort with staying where you are. Something has got to come out, something has to be birthed. And I knew, you know, from me telling the story for many years, I knew, you know, from other people asking if I had it in written form, that it was time to deliver this. And it was, if I said it was an easy process to even write it, I'd be lying because it wasn't. It required me to go back into other rooms that I thought I'll never have to go back mm. into again. 
But this time going in, as even times in the past, I, I saw Christ in those rooms with me. I saw his redemption, I saw his care. And so I was able to write about it. And honestly, I'm, I'm here as a trophy of the grace of God. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm proof of what God can do in a life when we yield our lives to him, when we yield even our broken pieces to him and we're hiding nothing from him. And so, you know, the scripture says God is looking for those who worship him in spirit and in truth. That's in the pneuma, the breadth of who he is, but it's also in the truth of who God is and the truth of who we are as well. Nicole C. Mullen here on The Intersection. You can find her online at Nicole C. Mullen, M-U-L-L-E-N dot com. Well, this is The Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can learn more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. You'll find a link to the Media Center. That's the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on The Intersection Podcast and The Meeting House Radio Program. You can also find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple Podcast feed, Plus, you can find a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel where you can watch video clips of Meeting House guests, including recently added content from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Orlando. Plus, you can find links to two blogs. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from the Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can link to the Meeting House homepage through the programming section at faithradio.org. Conversations from the Meeting House can also be found through the Faith Radio app and a variety of podcast platforms, including Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Just search for Faith Radio Podcast. Well, continuing now with this edition of the Intersection Podcast, it's Janet Perez Eccles. She talked with me at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Orlando. She displays a sense of joy in the Lord, even though she is legally blind and has experienced the death of a son and loss of a marriage which God reconciled. In our NRB conversation, she shared about how she has experienced God's faithfulness and talked about her book entitled, Now I See How God's Amazing Grace Transforms Betrayal, Blindness, and Heartache to Shining Joy. Here now from that conversation is Janet Perez Eccles. Losing my sight was something unexpected and was very difficult, but losing our son the way we did was extremely tragic. It was truly a tragedy that I would have never expected. Joe was 19 at the time. He was captain of his football team. He was captain of his lacrosse team. He always attended his Bible study sessions. He was handsome, witty, and he was a leader in every way. So that night when we received a phone call that every parent dreads, telling us that Joe was wounded, we rushed to the emergency room and you know, I was there wondering what could have happened, who could have wounded him. So when the doctors walked in, I asked him, what was, you know, how was he? When could we take him home? What happened to him? He said that he had not survived the 23 stab wounds he had received. Mm. And, mm. you know, my world fell apart. And my question to the Lord was, why? How could that happen to those who know you? Because by that time, I knew God's word. I knew who he was. My life had turned around. But now, this tragedy, why? Why us? But in the midst of that agony, Bob, what he spoke to my heart was so clear. He said, be still 
And no, that I am God. What he was saying is that he had not changed. He was still the same who sustained me when I lost my sight, when I was feeling so down and desperate. He was there being the same God, loving, faithful, who would give me the strength and the peace. And that's exactly what he did. And so times when I wake up at night not believing that our Joe wasn't with us anymore, the Lord would speak to me and say, you know, I have him. I know where he's at. And that was true because two years prior to that, when Joe was 17, he accepted Christ as his Savior. So now I had to look at our separation, not a permanent separation. It's only temporary. I'm going to see him again. And this time, I'm going to see him with my own eyes because the Bible says in heaven, the mm. blind will see. So my sorrow, Bob, really turned to, it turned to gratitude for that guarantee that Christ Jesus gives us. Well, people may be wondering, as you talked about, the multiple stab wounds that eventually led to his life being taken. Tell me just a bit about the circumstances and and as well as how you progressed through the, you know, obviously this being a murder and a a trial and knowing who did it and and things of that sort. How How did you walk through that? Well, what had happened is he and another driver I think it was an acquaintance of his, but they had exchanged some words on the road. They both pulled into the 7-Eleven parking lot, got out of their cars, but my son didn't know the man was armed with a knife. So he stabbed our Joe 23 times and Joe's friend seven times. The friend survived, but not my son. So a year later, when the trial took place, the trial took three days, and we thought, we're going to endure this horribly painful episode during the trial, hearing the medical forensic description of each of his wounds. That was horrifying to me to see that my baby had gone through that. But I knew that we had to go through this so that justice could be served. And I knew that God would be faithful and and see a closing by that man being punished for what he had done. At the end of the trial, the verdict was ready. And we walked in the courtroom and the verdict read, We find the defendant not guilty of all counts. The man pled self-defense. And here in Florida, we have a law that if your life is threatened, you're justified to kill the other person. So he had pled self-defense and went home free. So we went home devastated all over again, wondering, Lord, how, how could this injustice? Where were you, Lord? Why did you allow this to happen? After weeks and weeks of praying and asking God for understanding, the answer came. And the answer was, when God said, just obey me. In obedience, what we did is choose to forgive the man who killed our son. We forgave him completely and genuinely. And that's when we were set free. Free to live a life with joy, with peace once again. And God allowed us to go through that episode for us to be able to see the beauty of the freedom that forgiveness brings. From Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the 2023 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Orlando, that was Janet Perez Eccles. You can find her online at Janet Perez Eccles, E-C-K-L-E-S dot com. Finally, on this edition of the Intersection Podcast, its spokesperson for the ministry of Voice of the Martyrs and host of Voice of the Martyrs Radio, Todd Nettleton, At NRB, he shared with me about the work of the ministry and the importance of Christians in America hearing stories of the devotion of the persecuted church. From that conversation, here is Todd Nettleton. 
So why is that important for members of the body of Christ, for Christian radio listeners actually to hear those stories? I think the most important reason is because it's the Bible says, you know, when one part of the body suffers, we're all supposed to feel that pain. Well, yeah. if we're completely disconnected, if we don't even know that parts of the body are suffering, how can we possibly answer that scriptural mandate to feel their pain, to suffer alongside of them. Um, so the Bible also says, you know, remember those in prison as if you were in prison with them. Well, if we don't even know people are in prison, then how can we possibly remember them? How can we possibly remember them as if we were in prison with them? So the Voice of the Martyrs radio is an amazing opportunity really to hear firsthand. Uh, it's not just me telling the story of someone else. It is them telling their story. You get to hear that firsthand immediacy of what it was like. Yes, the suffering was hard. Yes, it was a difficult circumstance. But look what God did. Look how God showed up in the midst of that. That's really the exciting part of the story mm. is, hey, look what God is doing, even as our brothers and sisters are suffering. So what have you found to be maybe some common threads or common lessons that emerge out of these stories of hearing from persecuted Christians? I think that's a doctoral dissertation question. <laughs> that's a long one. Uh, a couple things I would say immediately come to mind. Uh, one is the importance of the scriptures. When you know you're going to possibly suffer for the name of Christ, the scripture becomes your life bread. It becomes something you're passionate about. Uh, the other thing that I would point to is our brothers and sisters who successfully endure persecution have counted the cost ahead of time. Uh, I, I think about someone who comes to faith in a place like China or in a place like Iran. They know from day one they're going to pay a price. It's not a surprise to them when persecution comes. They, they knew this would happen. And so when it does happen, for them it's like, oh yeah, this is what we knew was going to happen. Now it's here. It's not oftentimes if you come to Christ in a free country, and then something bad happens, you think, well, where's God? Mm -hmm. How could he let this happen yeah. to me? They counted the cost ahead of time. Todd Nettleton is joining us today here on the Meeting House on Faith Radio from Voice of the Martyrs Radio, heard Saturday mornings at 1130 on Faith Radio. It is the National Religious Broadcasters 2023 Convention in Orlando. As we look at various areas around the world, you mentioned China, you mentioned Iran, and there are so many other areas around the world where there is, for those that come into a knowledge of Christ, that desire to be practicing Christians, there is a cost. Tell me how you have seen that those that are, that are Christians in these high persecution areas really have developed that, that attitude of really being, I, I guess a good word would be resilient or being determined to, to live for Christ, no matter what. You know, I think there's a supernatural thing that happens in the midst of suffering uh, that, that God shows up. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll never forget one of my first visits to China for Voice of the Martyrs. It's now been almost 20 years ago. I met a lady named Sister Tong who had just been in prison for six months. She hosted a house church meeting at her home the police raided, they kicked everyone else out, but because it was her house, she went to jail. And so for six months she had been in jail. We were there, my wife was with me, we were there just a few weeks after she got released from prison. 
And so I had the chance to sit down with Sister Tong, and I know I'm going to come back to America. I'm going to do radio interviews. I'm going to write something for the Voice of the Martyrs magazine. So let's get the setting. And so I say, Sister Tong, tell me about the prison. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, let's paint a picture of how hard the bed was, how big the rats were, how terrible the food was. You know, tell me about the prison. And my translator translates the question, and Sister Tong gets what I can only call a heavenly smile on her face. (laughs) And she says something in Chinese, and my translator says, oh, yes, that was a wonderful time. And I honestly, I looked at the translator. I'm like, are you sure you understood my, like, are you sure she understood? I was asking about prison. Hmm. But what she said is, Jesus was with me in such a unique, such a powerful way, different from what he had been with me before I went to prison. And... She said, there were some ladies in my cell, and when I got there, they didn't know Jesus, but they do now because I got to be the one to introduce them. So Jesus was with me, and he gave me a ministry to do. How could that not be a wonderful time? Todd Nettleton here on The Intersection. You can learn more about the ministry by going to persecution.com. The website for Voice of the Martyrs Radio is vomradio.net. Well, we are nearing the end of this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org and clicking on the Meeting House link. When you reach the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection Podcast and the Meeting House radio program. You can also find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as its Apple podcast feed. Plus, you can find a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel, the place you can go to watch video clips of Meeting House guests, including content from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Orlando. Two blogs are accessible from the Meeting House homepage. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me for this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden. 